BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It feels now that I'm 35 that like time is of the essence. And so, like, is it more important for me to then just actually save these commissions, like, not worry about the credit card as much as just trying to get my eggs in the freezer and then do the credit card? Hello, and welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Ridge. I am your host, Barbara Ginty, and I'm also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner. And I am here with my guest today, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Hi. Thanks for joining me, and, and thanks for um, waiting to be on the show. We took a little break over the winter. I'm, I'm happy. I'm just happy to be here, yeah. It's Wonderful. worth the wait, for sure. <laughs> Amazing. So, okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself, your age, where you live, what you do, all that. Okay, cool. Um, I, my, I am 35 years old. I am an actor. Um, that's what I went to school for and what I had been doing. Uh, since I got out, so for a little bit of time at this point. Um, and before the pandemic, oh, I'm based in New York City. And okay. before the pandemic, I was waiting tables and acting, kind of the classic one-two punch. And uh, yeah, that's what I was doing. And then the pandemic happened, and I was out of work for a year. Oh, and God. then I, yeah, and then I landed this corporate job. So now I have this remote job. It's the first time I've ever had like a salary and a 401k that has been, you know, like provided by, I started a Roth IRA for myself. Um, But yeah, this is the first time I'm sort of like learning the ropes of like what this life is like. Um, And I'm just looking for some help with paying down some credit card debt and understanding kind of how to, yeah, more about, um, I, I feel like, so basically, I guess, I'll just back up and say when I was acting and waiting tables, like it's actually very expensive to be like a starving artist actually. So like, (laughs) (laughs) unfortunately it just shouldn't work that way, but it is uh, because you're paying for like classes and then you're, you know, living basically hand to mouth working, you know, waiting tables or whatever side job you, I happen to land in. I always was able to like cover my basic expenses, but Mm -hmm anything above like going on a trip or taking classes or anything like that always went on credit. So I have a little credit card debt that I was, and then, and of course the pandemic didn't help anything. Right. So that was yeah. So I'd like to be in the acting space, especially in uh, New York because everything yes. shut down. Everything shut down and the, you know, waiting tables also. shut down and then, yeah. And then when it was available to come back, it didn't feel safe really, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was a really hard time. I 
thankfully, you know, I was on unemployment and I got the COVID, I've forgotten what they're called at this point, but the, the COVID booster, you know, payments and stuff. Yeah. But even with that, you know, I had a roommate and everything at the time, but it was just like, you know, my, it, it, my savings really took a hit and I added to my credit card debt, which is, it's such a shame because actually, you know, if anyone is listening and is an actor or um, a director or writer, anything in entertainment, I took this amazing course through the Entertainment Community Fund, I think it's, it used to be called the Actors Fund and they changed the name recently. Okay. But it's these free classes that are for people who don't have like a predictable income on budgeting. And it, That's it's, amazing. Was, it's, yeah, it's an incredible resource. So I really re- recommend anybody who's involved in this field to, to check it out. They have all kinds of different classes. Um, so I had actually just taken that and I was like kind of on a roll and like I was like saving a lot of money and doing pretty well. And then, um, and then the pandemic oh, happened. No. Kind of I was saying in the pandemic, the, <laughs> the whole world shut down. Yeah, yeah. So I know yeah, we, that's kind of where I'm at right now. We said a lot, and it wasn't my saying; it was Marcus Garrett, um, who I love. He is another. He's a great podcast as well. Um, and he was like. It wasn't like it was my emergency. It was like the world's emergency. No one ever told you to plan for like a world emergency. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So true. Okay. So I'm just yeah. curious. Um, okay. So mm-hmm. working actress now in, in a corporate go- uh, gig, which is remote, do you like, what's your intention? Like, is your plan to go back? To, are you still acting on the side? Is your plan to, do you mm-hmm. like the job? Are you planning to stay there? That's an excellent question. Um, I hope to do both. I think that um, the role I have is like a sales role. And so I've discovered, I guess this is like my second year in this, you know, field. I think as long as you get your work done, it's okay uh, if it's not, if you're doing it at eight o'clock at night or if you're doing it at nine in the morning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And As long as you're hitting your numbers. Yeah, exactly. And it hasn't, Unfortunately, uh, you know, and like on one hand, fortunately, and on the other hand, like unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, acting hasn't really like picked up for me since the pandemic in a way that has really gotten, you know, it hasn't really gotten in the way of my uh, job. I did do a show while doing this role, and I and it was kind of crazy, you know, is in the sense for me personally. I think both the acting job and my corporate job, like everyone was satisfied, but I did not actually ever have a day off. But I'm okay. I was a little crazy, but I'm okay with that for now. I, you know, I, I guess I feel like I want to continue down, keep both irons in the fire and mm-hmm. see like who taps me out first, I guess, if that makes sense. I like the job, but my passion is acting. But I also am at a place in my life where I want to stop living hand to mouth yeah, or paycheck to paycheck, you know? Yeah, that so makes sense. You this, want some security. Yeah. Yeah. So if this is how I do it, then. And okay, I'm okay with that. And you probably have health insurance, right? Yes, and and you know, there's nothing like a global pandemic to really make you realize that you really should have health insurance. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the other hard part about being um, in the acting world, right? Is you know, no exactly. no retirement benefits. There, yeah. I mean, well, you know, if you're in a union, I'm in an I'm in a union. So if you hit your weeks, you know, right. like I think it's like six. I don't remember exactly what the numbers are on it, but if you hit a certain number of weeks of work, then you qualify X number of months of health insurance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's great if you're in a position where you're like always working, but 
the other thing that's tough about acting for me anyway is like you are then like really beholden to like whatever show comes your way because you're trying to make your weeks or you're trying to get, get your paycheck you know and mm -hmm. so as an artist it's kind of hard because then you find yourself making a lot of concessions you know doing shows that maybe you wouldn't normally want to do um just because of these other things um so anyway, I, I feel like I'm, I'm testing a hypothesis that if I have like more security and abundance financially, then it might help me actually as an artist to like feel comfortable, you know, turning down a show that maybe I don't want to do mm -hmm. and pursuing opportunities that I'm really more passionate about and feeling like okay with taking longer breaks between projects. I think it makes total sense. I mean, I saw a woman do it when I worked on the trading floor. She was our trading assistant. She worked on the floor as well. Um, and she uh -huh. was doing it really to support her acting career. But that's so funny. I actually know someone else. I know it from the acting side, someone who did that. So I wonder if we know the same person. <laughs> it sounds well. And, you know, she wasn't like super passionate about trading, but it was a good yeah. job with good benefits and good pay. And, um, she just hustled a lot. And I'm pretty sure now she's just a full-time actress because, yeah. you know, it gets you with the corporate job. It can get you to a certain place financially where you just have a bit more freedom, right? Cause you have more security. So I think, yes, that's I think it's a great play. And the thing is it's a hypothesis. And if you decide it doesn't work for you in a year or two years, you can always pivot. It's not like you're signing like a 10 year contract with this corporation. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about um, some of your numbers. Okay. So you're, you're 35, you have a remote corporate job what and it's sales based so do you have a set salary and then bonuses or is it pure commission yeah so my I can't even believe I'm saying these numbers these numbers to me sound insane as in like I can't believe it but okay anyway <laughs> so I recently got a raise so my base salary is $90,000 well it's like 92640 I know that's why I'm like what is the world <laughs> I like that is like I never ever anticipated that. And then the way this particular, then I have, if pretty easily can, I'm just banking on making $10,000 commission a quarter. Holy crap. I know. I feel like the yeah. other shoe is going to drop somehow. That's $40,000 in commissions. <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, anything can happen. And I don't know how I wound up in this position. So, and I also will say like, all of this is, relatively new like this position changed uh like I got put onto a new team in September where then this is how and then I got a raise for my salary in January but I will say and I don't know if this is something that other you know you have experienced or other people that you've talked to have experienced but I still feel like these numbers like have no relationship to like what my bank account looks like or how I feel so like I don't know if it like takes a while to kick in or something or whatever but well I think it's a great time to like figure out your finances since you just got because you haven't like started living on that right you're not living a hundred and thirty thousand dollar lifestyle yet I'm assuming no no I hope not no I'm definitely not that would be crazy if I was and I wasn't making that money that would be really hard no thankfully not but yeah I haven't I still feel like I'm kind of struggling well, okay, so you have good income. You are in an expensive city. So let's talk about, okay, so we have what you're making or what you're pro projected to make this current year in 2023. Yeah, yeah. And then let's talk about, oh, so okay, you get health insurance to them and there's a 401k through work? Yeah, so I have a 401k. Right now I'm making an 8% contribution. 
uh, and I have $11,828 in there right now. Great. And do they match? Do they give you any money? No. That's okay. That's okay. You have a great salary. Uh, better than nothing. Better yeah. than nothing. Yeah. You have a vehicle, <laughs> so that is fantastic. Yeah. And then I have that Roth IRA that I started. Okay. Um, and that's $17,763. And I, I mean, we can talk about this later, but I do have some questions about, because no one's managing it. So it's like really up to me to invest it. And I know I could be doing more with it. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll let's circle back to that, which is that terrible corporate speak. We'll circle back. <laughs> Having worked in corporate land for so long. Now I know what that means. Yeah. So Peel back the onion. We'll circle back. Yeah. Right. We'll roadmap it. All those fun corporate <laughs> Oh, it feels like a sitcom. Um, okay, so we're gonna okay, so eight percent. So that means you're putting in, and that's including the commissions you get. You'll put eight percent of your commissions in there as well. Oh, I don't know how that works. I just I just basically give them three hundred dollars a paycheck, and I don't know what the com- I haven't gotten a commission yet, okay. so I don't know. So yeah, that what that looks be, like that would be good to check on just to make sure. Sometimes you have to elect that separately. Okay. Um, so I would just check on your 401k portal that it's for all pay. Sometimes they separate uh-huh. out salary versus bonuses that you're doing it. And um, I might have you increase that. So we're going to chit chat for a little bit more. Okay. Great. Might, just because you're making, if you end up making 132000 and you're living in New York City, you're paying federal tax, you're paying New York State tax, and then you're paying New York City tax. Yeah. So you're paying three taxes. Right. Oh, so, right. I remember that from, yes, a prior episode that I listened to. Yeah. yeah. And then in addition <laughs> to that, you're also paying Medicare and Social Security, which is great. That's good for like re- retirement credits. But you're, you know, uh-huh. there's four people with their hands out before you get anything. Yeah. So yeah. I might have you increase that just to up your savings percentage while you have such good income and also reduce, you know, your tax liability because you're in a high. Great. High bracket, high bracket, and high tax environment. Okay, so we have the four hundred one k, we have the Roth IRA, um, and so what are you bringing home? I know it's a newer salary, but what are you bringing home net now, net a pay? Like after taxes? Yep, after everything. So base it's forty eight hundred a month, like twenty four hundred every two weeks. Perfect. Okay, and that's with health insurance taken out and the four hundred one k and everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, and then what are your monthly expenses? Okay, so my rent is sixteen fifty. Okay. Um, my utilities are like one thirty ish with everything okay. included. My dog's health insurance is ninety dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that will probably save you a fortune at some point. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like kind of. Yeah, that's like some. I've been thinking I need to cut my expenses, and I was like, how maybe that's something that I can look at. Um, okay. Then I have a car, so. My car insurance is 110 a month. Okay. And then my, I've got two credit cards that I'm holding a balance on. And so between the two of them, my monthly payments for that is 300. Okay. And I learned this from that class that I mentioned, just mm-hmm. like factoring in what they're calling wealth payments. So that's like any money that I transfer into my Roth IRA or into my savings account, mm-hmm. I'm calling wealth payment. So I don't know if we count that or not, but yeah, let's uh, count it. that's like, yeah, uh, $422. Okay, and that goes into your Roth? It goes between my, uh, actually, let me, I basically do, so I I do 252 a month to my Roth. Okay. And then the rest of that I put into my savings account. So I don't know if that counts because it's, I'm still going into my money, you know, yeah, the no, savings I, part of it. Yeah, so we, 
I like, I mean, I think it's a nice phrase, wealth payments. And we'll, yeah, we'll definitely count it in the, in your budget. Okay, cool. So, so it's 422 total of which 252 goes into the Roth and 170 goes into your like emergency. Exactly. Fund. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then I pay a hundred dollars a week for therapy, which is unfortunately high. And my health insurance doesn't cover it, but I am maxing out my contribution to my HSA to reimburse myself. Oh, perfect. So that's pre-tax. So yeah. So it's basically an $80 deficit. So I don't know if you wanted to say that's like $80. A, you know, I don't know how to count that. <laughs> so what it's always, I think better. Let's use a hundred. It just gives us. Okay. So that's, yeah. So that's 400 a month. And then I have another credit card that I just put everything on that I pay off the total balance of. Perfect. Okay. And so that is including like groceries, eating out, uh, you know, any trips I might take or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And that averages out to 2700 a month. And I feel like that is, I got to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot on there. Yeah. So then we'll come to savings next, but we'll just say expenses. So the expenses with your rent is reasonable, mm-hmm. rent, utilities, dog health care, car insurance and no car payment. Yeah, I own the car. But then that's the other thing is, uh, you know, like every year there's like a $1,300 uh-oh that happens. Yeah. You know, with the car. So I I have factored that in, you know, like dividing that, the average of that over six months. And so, you know, it's basically like $300 a month if, to put away on that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you so need- I don't know if you want to put that in. I don't know. <laughs> What do you use the car for? I, my parents live nearby, so it's just nice to be able to take the car out there. And now that I have the dog, it's also really convenient to drive her out there. Yeah. But do I need a car to live? No. And I think probably the next time there's a $1,300, uh-oh, I will probably just park it at their house and try to live my life without a car and see how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a bad idea to just give it a test run. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so excluding your wealth payments, I'm coming to a total of $5,380 a month. Yeah. And we have 4800 coming in. Yeah. Okay. So I think our big spot to look at is the 2700 For sure. <laughs> I also am just curious because 4800 a month, right? And that's not including the commission payments times 12 works out to be... Fifty-seven thousand six hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out. So, if your base salary is ninety-two thousand, I know that seems crazy, but I guess yeah, you're getting like sixty percent of it. <laughs> I know. FICA taxes. Just the FICA taxes are seven percent, and then if we assume twenty for feds, I don't know five for state. I don't know what the city is. We'd have to look that up, but. That's 37. Yeah, it's probably right. So, the, okay, so where we're going to really have opportunity, first of all, is the 2700 and then your commissions will come quarterly, correct? Mm-hmm. That's going to be our big opportunity to use those funds to, to move the needle, I think, besides investigating, like, where, like, is there any way we can reduce the 2700 Yeah. Because if the ten thousand, let's just assume you get half of that, because the the commissions are going to go on top of your your earnings from a tax standpoint, mm-hmm. so you will feel like they have a bigger chunk taken out of them. Yeah, for sure. So it'll probably be like five thousand. So what do we have? Mm-hmm. What do you have on the credit cards? 
Right now, I have 11,828. Oh, wait, sorry, that's my Roth I'm sorry, I'm looking at the uh, wrong number, but it is about 11,000. Uh, no, it's 13,191. 13,191. Okay. So I think the first course of action is going to be, and I just want to like look at the tax, tax bracket for New York City. The, um, the first course of action, I would say, is when you get your first commission check, put that all towards credit cards. Because, um, and then let me ask real quick, what do you have in your emergency fund? That's my problem. I, I have like $5,000 there. So that's why I feel like I need to, that's one of the things I wanted to ask about is like, how can I beef up my savings? Okay. So if we can, once we get rid of the credit card, you have $300 back in your budget. And basically from what this is looking like, you're over budget monthly without the commissions. Mm-hmm. So what can we cut in that 2700 Even if we're just cutting it for the next six months, it's not like a permanent lifestyle change forever oh yeah for sure yeah um i've already been sort of like looking at that definitely uh like eating out like i could get rid of uh right now right i have budgeted three hundred dollars for like eating out or groceries you know so i don't know that's not a lot i know that's like i will like generally i'll go over on one or the other it's like what i've discovered i've been like doing this three hundred dollars thing since the fall so like right now for February, I'm looking at my budgeting thing. I'm like over on eating out by 40, but I've only spent like $100 on groceries. So it sort of evens out at the end, but okay. maybe if I could just stick to 300, like stick to that, it'll make a difference. My uh-oh categories were eating out groceries, buying stuff on Amazon as like an overall category, and then um, coffee shop stuff and clothing. Those were like my 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 uh oh categories everything else like seemed that i was looking at like i couldn't you know seem reasonable yeah i ha- i think if i had to guess 300 for food is not ter- like if you're spending 100 a week on food that's not bad i'm thinking it's the clothing amazon and the coffee shops yeah probably yeah so i have budgeted for amazon 300 dollars also because uh, i was just trying to be nice to myself but i could probably make that and i don't always hit that but like, that's where I buy my dog's food slash some grocery, you know, Amazon's this weird catch all. Yeah. But uh, maybe I can make it like, well, I don't know. Well, I guess like, would it make sense to like back into like what number the 277 should be so that I'm not, you know what I mean? And then yeah, I can I think it should decide. Be, yeah. I think food obviously should be the priority. And I think that if that means eating at home more, which at New York City mm-hmm. is such a meet at a bar, meet at a coffee shop, meet at a restaurant. I know. Culture, yes. which, is, which makes it really hard and can be a slippery slope. And then it's like, it's late, I'll take a taxi or I'll take an Uber. And then yeah. there goes like $150 that was like not budgeted for pretty quickly. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think you have to, and I think you're going to have to work in like $0 days as well. I think that's like a really, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of $0 days where you like use your Metro card and bring your coffee with you um because mm-hmm. in New York City you could like drop 100 150 dollars like in the blink of an eye I'm, I'm absolutely yeah but yes leaving <laughs> New York City was shocking how much more my money lasted just because yeah you get in a taxi or and then you tip and then you go to a restaurant and then yeah you eat, and then you tip and then we'll go get one more drink and then we do that and then we tip because every you tip everywhere which is great for the service yes but like you could have just tipped 30 bucks and then spent on taxis, like another, I mean, it gets out of control pretty quickly. Yeah, it does. And especially if you're doing something like seeing a show, then you've already like, spent money on the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gets like, it's pretty wild how quickly money goes in New York city. <laughs> yeah. 
and then like other places like Utah, for instance, you can like really not spend, it's like very easy to not spend money. Yeah. Okay. So here, I think the child, I think you're going to have to budget. I call it budget backwards. I think you're going to need to set where you need to be and figure out where, where that is. So obviously priority would be food and especially in New York city, it's a lot harder because everyone eats out. It's like part of the culture. Yeah. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because these past few months I've been prioritizing my health as I've recovered from a nasty case of long haul COVID. I love that it takes the mental work out of getting my vitamins and supplements in because with just one scoop of AG1, you're getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, and probiotics. It's been super simple to incorporate into my morning routine because there's virtually no prep required and it tastes great. Plus it's way cheaper than a fancy coffee habit. If you want to give it a try, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash future rich. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash future rich to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. you're just going to have to be creative and just creative temporarily. Cause I think given your income, you could be out of debt and in a much better position in like six months, like with wow. two. Yeah. So I, I think that if you can just like <laughs> buckle down for six months and be like, it's winter time. Like I'm just not meeting anybody out at a restaurant. Like they can either come yeah, to the apartment or I can meet for There's so many things you can, there are a lot of things you can do in New York that don't cost money. Like meet for a walk mm-hmm. or like, isn't the Bryant park ice skating still free? You just have to rent skates. Or oh, yeah. Like there's like, mm-hmm. I feel like there, if you can, you can be creative and you can find things to do that are very low cost, if not free and just cut out expenses for like six months and you'll be in such a bigger or, or better position. You can do it over a year um, as well. But I feel like if you bite the bull and just cut some stuff, cause you have good income. Um, we just have this, the, the 2,700, I think is just, like we, you could just not buy new clothes for three months. Yeah. And that has been, that has definitely been, I've been much, much better about that right. since I've been keeping track of it. Yeah. But yes, for sure. Yeah. So I would budget the reverse. So I would say, okay, okay I have 4,800 a month coming in. Let's do it. Yeah. Then. Let's figure this out. And then, so 4,800 a month coming in minus 1650 for rent, minus 130 for utilities, minus 90 for um, dog health insurance minus 110 for car insurance minus 300 which will eventually get rid of minus 300 for the credit card minus 400 for therapy and that'll be like if it's really actually only 80 dollars, right so it's 320 there's another 80 back in your budget that we've like hidden in there uh-huh. um okay so then and then minus the 422 for savings that leaves you with 1698. So if we just say we give you like an error count. So we just say six. So you have 1600 to spend for the month. Okay. So then from there, we break down of the 1600. I don't know. I feel like 125 a week for food or at least a hundred. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can definitely. And that would be like including takeout or anything like that, like brush all food. Yeah, or you, I mean, or you could say, I'm going to spend 600 on food. That's going to be my eating out and my groceries. And I'm just going to monitor that. Uh-huh. Because then that works out to be, 
like 150 a week. Okay. And then you have a thousand dollars, which is not a lot in New York City for all the other things that come up. I know that feels like so much when I'm just like looking at that number and I'm like, this feels so generous and like definitely possible. But somehow I guess, you know, I don't feel that I live like a lavish lifestyle, but yeah, New York is that's real. Yeah, it creeps yeah. up on you. So there's a yeah. few, there's a few ways to do it in New York. At least from my experience, like ways that I've done it because I've lived on very little in New York before. Mm-hmm. One is if you're going to go out to a bar, it has to be happy hour. So it has to have like mm-hmm. some sort of deal, and they they are all over. You just have to look for them. Yeah. The other thing is, I literally one of the things I found I was spending a ton of money on in the city was like Ubers and taxis. So yeah, thank. Yeah, I actually don't somehow do that. I think because I have that car that I yeah. don't really do that as much. But So just, I just limit, because that's like where like you go to, from Manhattan to Brooklyn, it's like $52. Right, yeah, I know. It's just like, oh, darn it. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like more expensive than my dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, what ha- you're like, what happened? Is we're sitting on the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> so like one of the things I did is I just like cut that out. I either took the subway or I walked everywhere. Which uh-huh. then the walking made me like reconsider if I really wanted to go to dinner there because it was going to be an hour walk. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I literally walked everywhere. My friends like learned that they had to like give me enough time because I was going to be walking everywhere. And if it was like in a different borough, I would take the subway. But I like yeah, generally just walked everywhere Yeah, because I was just... I couldn't afford the transport. I couldn't afford the transportation. Um, and then I also made it a habit of like eating at home and then meeting someone for just a drink or, you know, the, yeah, the food that was feels really doable. And then that's also doable. Or like, this is another thing I did that like, it's a little cold right now, but like I would meet a friend at the park and I would bring my own food and my own drink. Yeah. And certainly like living, like being unemployed for that year, I definitely was way more mindful and trying to do things like that. So I feel like I'm, I've had some practice, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's more of a, it's a mindset. You just put like a little bit more thought into your spending mm-hmm. and, and it's just a little bit more time planning is, you know, like it's when you can and you don't have to worry about it. it Cause also like lunches out in the city are significantly cheaper than dinner. Cause they have all those lunch specials. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. on the weekends, like do lunch and not dinner because that's like $10 versus $50 or $40, whatever. Yeah. And the other thing I did that's like super obnoxious is if I did go to dinner, I only ate half the meal. So I had another meal. <laughs> oh yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Cause I'd be like, okay, well if I'm sending X, then I get two meals out of it. Then that's like fine for my budget. Yeah. I do think that you can probably pull off at least a few months of living with, you know, outside of rent, utilities, health insurance, car insurance, credit cards, savings, therapy. I do think you could probably live on 1600 a week. I think, yeah, that feels like I should be able to do that. Yeah. And if you don't hit it every month, that's fine. But that's what you, what you have coming in. So I would target that. Okay. And then from there, if you're able to do that, not only are you still saving in your Roth, you're still saving in your 401k, you're still saving in your emergency fund, then, and if you're managing to stay within that limit, and I'm just saying like literally like six months, then from there, you should have two commission checks that come in that are around 5000 And then in six time, you have almost that whole emergent, or whole credit card paid off. That's 10000 to put towards the credit cards in six months. Okay. So my question for you, and like, I feel like the question I've been struggling with is like, when you don't have a lot of cash and savings, like where, like what is, I guess it's like six of one half dozen of the other, right? Is it more valuable to just not worry about that and put everything extra into, you know, paying off your credit card? 
So for you with your income and the fact that I think you're going to end up with like 10,000 of excess cash um, in the next six months with the bonuses, I would say get rid of the credit cards because then we're still putting money towards the emergency fund, right? We're still putting 170. Once you eliminate that credit card payment of 300, you can bump up your emergency fund to 470 a month. Right. 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 And and that makes, that then takes your emergency fund, like it makes it grow way faster when you're putting, instead of paying off credit cards at 300 and emergency fund at 170, you then have the same exact budget that you had before. But now that the debt is gone, we have 470 going towards the emergency fund. So 470 at the emergency fund over the course of a year works out to be another 5,600 in the emergency fund. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll just start to snowball. And then once that credit card is paid off, so okay, so six months, it'll take, I guess, technically seven, eight months, right? Because you have to get one more payment and then you'll have another $5,000 bonus, hopefully, and then you pay off the remaining 3000 Yeah. And then from there, you are a free bird, right? Like we have no more debt. And so then anytime you get a commission payment, you could put it in an emer- emergency fund, you could split it the difference, put half in the emergency fund, use half for something else, but then you've really freed up your budget significantly. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing to get used to living on less, you know, like maybe I can manage 1600 for more than six months, you know, like that would be really cool. Yeah. And if you, if you can manage 1600, which I think once you like, to me, like implementing it is the hardest part. Sticking to it is a bit easier because you'll get in the habit, right? Yeah. You'll get in the habit of like having a tea before you leave or having a coffee before you leave. And, you know, planning your meals out and having a snack in your bag versus like stopping somewhere to grab something. You know, when you start to plan a bit more, it will become second nature. And you've done it before. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so. I think the only thing. Oh, sorry. Oh, so I was going to say, because then what you what you can do if you're able to continue on that, you do it for more than six months, is when you keep getting these commissions, you could just be stocking them away in emergency fund and then in really not a lot of time end up having a really solid emergency fund of like ten or fifteen thousand dollars plus the Roth and plus the 401k. And you are going yeah. to Mac you are going to probably if your income continues to grow, like and these commissions go up, you're going to not be eligible for the Roth. That's I know, I never I was like rereading that liter that I was like, what? <laughs> I I think by the time that I made it, I like was like, well there's no way in the universe that, that would ever happen for you. And like here I am. <laughs> Yeah. And so that's why um, I want to keep, I don't want to take away the Roth contribution. It'd be great if you could max it out. But I think the biggest obstacle right now is the the budget and the credit cards. Okay. Okay. And then, yeah, because like for me, it's not just wanting to have a nest egg, but I also am looking at getting my eggs frozen. And unfortunately, my health insurance at this point doesn't cover it. Oh my God. It's so expensive. (laughs) It's so expensive. Yeah, I know. And so I don't, I want to, yeah, find a way to get a nest egg, but then also have, I, I mean, I, I feel like it's going to be at least 20K to do that. Um, and maybe, you know. You can do it for like, um, I mean, I'm sure it went up with inflation, but New York City is a bit cheaper than other places because you have more pharmacies that have the drugs, actually. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So there's more cost competition because mm-hmm. there's so many more people in New York City doing it. I did it in Utah thinking I was like, it has to be cheaper in Utah. It like actually right. was not because they're just not the pharmacies that are available uh, in New York City. I actually think my drugs got shipped from New York City, if I remember correctly. <laughs> just because um, there's so yeah. much demand for it there. So I would just yeah. investigate. I do think you can do it for like 
10 to 14,000 there. Um, just, there's more competition there. It's like just much more common. Like when I did it here, they were like, we hope you have a baby. I was like, I don't want a baby. And they'd be like, aren't you here to have a baby? I'm like, no, I'm here to freeze my eggs. I'm here for optionality. They were just very confused. <laughs> Well, I mean, so that's the other thing is, I'm, I mean, this is like, this is like going down another rabbit hole, but like, when, when you have, like, should I not, I guess it's like, it feels now that I'm 35, that like time is of the essence. And so like, is it more important for me to then just actually save these commissions, like not worry about the credit card as much as just trying to get my eggs in the freezer and then do the credit card? Or do you think, I mean, obviously that's, I'm not asking you to be like my healthcare provider, but like. But you know what I mean? It's like, what is, like, what should my, I guess the answer to this question is I should get, once I know more about where I'm at with that. Yes, like, say I get was... into a situation where they're like, you you have very limited, whatever, you know, like, you've got three eggs left, and that's not real, but you know what I mean? And like, so then it's like a choice. You know, they're like, you have to, you should really do this now and not wait until next year. Yeah, so like, that is going to come down, like, that's going to be more of a medical question. So you're going to need to get your age. <laughs> Just because I've been you can't tell me everything yet. <laughs> so you need to get your AMH tested. I do think that while it's very expensive, it's given me a lot of peace of mind. Um, and so yeah. I'm never going to tell anyone not to do it. It's yeah, it's it's just an ex, ex, expensive investment, but you know I'm like I'm happy I did it and I paid for it out of pocket as well. Um, so I would get your AMH tested. And I would get the quote, we, like my girlfriends and I all did it actually. And so we just like got the pricing from everyone. Like we just went around and figure out what the pricing was going to be. It definitely has just become a lot more commonplace in New York city. I did mine four years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. And so ask for discounts, look for specials. Like there are a ton of people doing a ton of firms doing it in New York city. It's yeah. It's not crazy. Yeah. It's not what it used to be. Um, do they do coupons for it? Because like they're all competing, and a lot of them are private equity backed. So it's not wow. just like the hospitals that are doing it now. There's like private entities that are also offering it. You know, do your research on it. I did a whole episode on it. I think I asked that they had like a backup generator because they didn't want to spend all that money, and then like their freezer breaks. <laughs> yeah, and that is yeah. also like another cost you'll have because you have to pay your freezer. You have to pay your freezer, right? Uh, which is like really actually not that bad, but find out like what that is. So I got that waived the first year, right? So I just paid for the egg freezing and then I didn't pay for a freezer for like 13 months. Okay. So anyway, I would, so your AMH will kind of like dictate that when you meet with the doctors and they'll tell you like you are in a good spot or you should consider doing it sooner or later or whatever if they recommend. Mm-hmm. That just really drives home the fact that we cannot be spending 2700 a month because <laughs> we yeah. have other goals. Yeah. Um, so I think you have really good income. We just need to really tighten up the budget. And I think that, especially with egg freezing, cause it's just a lot. I think that that's gotta be your motivator for why you're cutting out on everything else. Yeah. Because unfortunately we're females. And so we have limited time to do egg freezing. And so yeah. no matter what the doctors are probably, you're going to want to do it at some point in the near future, whether it's in 12 months, I'm assuming they're going to want to do it sooner than later. So my guess would be, they say, maybe you can wait 12 months and that's fine, but they're not going to be like, yeah, wait three years. There's no way. Right. Of course. Yeah. That just makes it like, you have to make every penny go farther to do that Mm -hmm. because the only way to do it, if they say they want to do it immediately, the only way for you to do it right now is to like put it on a credit card and you could put it on a 0% APR card, which means there's no interest for um, 12 months. 
and you could see what kind of credit limit you could get on it. But ideally, you get one that would cover the full amount of egg freezing. But then it's still going to come back to a place where all the commissions will go to paying off debt. And then that it just extends it from six months to longer, like living on exactly yeah. what your salary is and the commission is. You're using your commission, pay off debt, pay for egg freezing, and ramp up your emergency fund. Yes. I think you can do it. You can live on very little in New York if you take advantage of what is available there. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, thankfully, I don't have, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, I'm not spending 2700 on like, you know, luxury experiences. That's why I'm always so confused. It's like, I'm not, not living this like wild lifestyle, like you know? Yeah, I think the key is like to budget backwards is to say I have 1600 to live on. If I can live on less than that monthly, it just moves the needle further. And so like, just be really mindful every day, like, my budget and you break it down to week and say like my budget for food is, you know, we said 150. Then, you know, if it's Friday and you've spent 150 already and it doesn't reset till Monday, well then you're probably going to need to stay home. Right. And like, yeah, eat what you have in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing it not because of like a, to restrict yourself, you're doing it so that you can do the egg freezing and have that optionality down the road, which I think is really a great freedom and to get rid of the credit card debt and to put yourself in a better longer term financial position because you're making good income. We just have to make sure that the money's getting spent. So it actually serves the purposes that you're looking for. Because if we don't know where the 2,700 is going every month, you can't say like, I took an amazing trip or then it's not really helping right. you meet your goals. Right. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's um, for sure. Yeah. Because if at the end of six months, even if it was restrictive, at the end of six months, you're like, my credit card's almost paid off. I've added more to my emergency fund. I did all the research on egg freezing, and I'm going to do it in six months. And the next six months, that's what I'm going to focus my my bonuses on, my commissions on, and I'm going to stick with this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to to imagine that in like twelve months, like I could have no credit card debt and have like done some of this egg freezing stuff, uh, and still feel like I have a little nest egg in case I get laid off or something like that um, is amazing. Yeah, because with your yeah. bonus, your commission should be around 40000 So even worst case, you get 20 of it. Maybe you get, ideally get like 23. 23000 in the course of a year will pay off your credit card debt and give you 10000 towards egg freezing. Yeah. And also that's, and also the other thing is the thing that we're not really counting, which is possible is like I could book an acting job and that's like additional income. You right. Know? Yeah. That would be all extra. It would be all gravy. Yeah. And 12 months goes really quickly, as you know. Yes, that's true. Awesome. Yeah, I I'm, I really appreciate I don't know. It was hard for me to like wrap my mind. I guess it's just math. But for some reason, it was hard for me to like wrap my mind around like what to do with that 2700 and how to figure out like how, you know, to where it was going or, you know, what what that should look like. So I appreciate your help with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good that it the credit card can be a little bit of a slippery slope because it's easy to just swipe. But if you know in your head and you're tracking where you're spending and you know, like, okay, that's, that's it for this week. Like I hit my 150 or you say, you know what, next week I'm not going out at all. I'm staying home every night. So I'm going to go a little bit over this week and I'm going to take it out at the next week. But if you're monitoring your spending because you know, you need to be a certain amount for the month, because that's going to allow you to get to egg freezing faster, to get to credit card, you know, pay off the credit cards faster. I think it'll be worthwhile. I just, it's a little bit more, you have to be a bit more mindful about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But but twelve months is really fast, and you have like you you know to make another twenty twenty three thousand really 
in 12 months will really be a game changer for you financially. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to just, yeah, get this. Get, I just feel like my, my feet have never quite been under me financially. Mm-hmm. So I'm just excited that I have the opportunity to finally just, you know, set myself up a little bit. Yeah, you will. And, it, you know, the great thing about it is it snowballs, right? Because, like, as we said, once the credit card is paid off, that's $300 back in your budget, which if you've been sticking to a tighter budget, that's going to feel like a big, a big amount back. Right. And then that just, you can put more towards your Roth or more towards your emergency fund, depending on what's going on. And so like every year that you're in this income level and you're able to stick to a tighter budget, will just move the needle further for you financially. And like in two years time, you can be in a totally different financial position with your feet completely yeah. under you. And with the wherewithal to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to save $10,000 to do X, Y, Z, which is a very nice position to be in. Yeah, for sure. Um, rather than just like being like, well, I want to take this trip. I don't know how I'm going to afford it. I'm just going to buy the ticket and hope that, you know, yeah, and hope that it all works out. <laughs> yeah. I think the key is it for you is always going to be to what I call budget backwards, which in my mind is really forward, which is this is how much I have coming in. And this is how I want to have my money serve me. X goes to mm-hmm. this, X goes to that. And then that way I'm hitting all my goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, well, I guess we could, I can probably find this out, but what happens when I do max out, like make too much money for a Roth IRA? Do I then just, that just sits there until I'm like 65 or however old. And then I, can, yeah, it just sits there. You can, um, obviously I don't recommend it. You can access it before that, but ideally you leave it there and it continues to grow to your retirement. What you could then do when you max it, uh, when you hit the income limit is in your 401k, they probably have a Roth option. And so you could just increase your percentage inside of the 401k and add Roth monies that way. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yep. Well, I guess that's a bridge to cross later. <laughs> yeah, let's do, let's do the credit card debt and the egg freezing. And then we'll, and then, cause I initially had wanted to like up your 401k, but we'll stick with where that is now. And then we'll up that after you get that done. But basically this year in commissions, you should bring in around 20, 23,000, depending on the tax situation, which that should cover another 10,000 for egg freezing and the 13,000 approximately in credit card debt Uh just this year. Awesome. Cool. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I'd love to have you back on in like a year. I, yeah, I would love that too. Keep me honest, you know, yeah, you know, this you is coming down. So like, listen, I want to show up and say I did this. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm going to do a check-in with you. <laughs> Excellent. Well, wonderful. Well, Morgan, thank you for coming on. Um, and for all of our lovely listeners, you can follow our most, most up-to-date information on Instagram, which is Future Rich Podcast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.